So I recently started integrating a new self-care practice into my routine that I really wanted to tell you about and that is with my rose quartz womb and breast massager from 4Visions Market. So the power of breast and womb massage is so incredible. It's such a beautiful practice to use in meditation, to send the force of healing love to your heart, to your womb space. And for me, it's been such a gorgeous way to connect with my changing body during this time of pregnancy. And I've been doing my own practice regularly using my favorite oils after a long hot bath. Not only have I felt more connection to myself, but also with the life that's growing inside of my womb. What I really love is that by being a Four Visions Market customer, you're putting your investment right back into the hands of the families of the indigenous artisans that make the sacred tools, the art, the jewelry, as taught to them by their ancestors. So head to the show notes of this episode to see how you can support their community with 10% off your order at fourvisionsmarket.com. Hello, you beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love, Sex, and Magic. And do I have a guest for you today. Lizzie Jeff is a medicine woman, a spiritual mentor, and a rap priestess, oh yes, who has built a powerful platform known as Zen and Kush. Lizzie's work uplifts the voiceless, inspires the leaders, and empowers the artists to align with their purpose. As founder and CEO of Zen and Kush, Lizzie Jeff is on a mission to heal the planet through plant medicine, impactful music, and divine feminine creative energy. So in this episode, there are so many juicy nuggets of wisdom and gold, and I cannot wait for you to experience more of a Lizzie Jeff's magic and medicine. Let's dive in. Lizzie Jeff, it's such an honor. Thank you so much for being here. It's so good to have you here. It means so much. Thank you, very Thank you sister. Much love. Mm. So you. you were saying like, um, you know, about the, the stereotypes that black women have, mm-hmm. especially like the, the over-sexualized mm-hmm. nature of the stereotypes. Like what was that like as a young woman coming into her sexuality? Uh, because now like sensuality and like, and sexual empowerment is such a big part of your brand. Right. And I'm wondering like what that was like on the journey. Like when did you kind of first wake up to like, actually I can use this for my own empowerment? When I would see movies and TV and things like that, oftentimes I didn't see myself depicted. Mm-hmm. And so, and and if I did, it was a narrative that was not true about me or people that look like me. Can you give some examples? Yeah, so... You know, when we think about, for example, the standards, the standards of beauty, mm-hmm. um, for a very long time, we've only been fed one image of beauty. And it's like, yes, that is beauty, but this is beauty. You feel me? It's mm-hmm. like, we're all beautiful. So I have friends from... Tokyo. I have friends from Ethiopia. I got friends from, you know, India and and Compton and Chicago and everywhere. And they're all beautiful in their own ways. And so for me, it was a matter of um, 
telling my own story and being seen and being heard. And so music and poetry and creating my own art was a way for me to express myself in a way that um, people weren't accustomed to. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you look on TV and you see especially black girls and black women, there are these heavy stereotypes that have been placed on us. Um, oftentimes we are hypersexualized, especially at a young age. Um, we are, you know, we are portrayed oftentimes as, you know, this and that and this and that. And I said, fuck that narrative. It's, it's time to tell my own story. Mm. And so it took a while for me to really activate my confidence and tune into that throat chakra energy. Uh, but it's the poetry, it's the music that helped me get that confidence mm. um, to I tell my story that. and say, hey, we exist too, mm. and we're beautiful, yeah. and we're brilliant. Um, who were your role models at that age? Was there um, people in your family, or who were you like looking up to? Absolutely people in my family. My grandmother was very special. She inspired me um, on the natural medicine and holistic vibe. Um, my mom very inspiring just her story and her her struggle her journey um we didn't always have a close relationship growing up and i never had any resentment or anger towards her um but i always looked up to her for being able to overcome the stuff that she had to overcome during that time in south central la in the in the 80s and the 90s as a young black woman in the hood um and you know, I watched her overcome so many things, and now she's in this beautiful place working on so many amazing things and changing so many people's lives. So my inspiration and role models start at home. My great-grandmother, her fierceness, her tenacity, she was a spicy one. You know, she was a firecracker. My auntie um, did a lot of work with the Panthers and a lot of work in the school system helping black and brown students graduate, especially mm -hmm. those who may have gone into gang violence and street life and stuff like that. So I come from a bloodline of powerful women and men, mm -hmm. um, but especially the women. And so I'm a little bit of all of that. I'm a little bit of my mom fused with my grandmother, mm -hmm. fused with the sharpness and the boldness of my great grandmother, um, the intellect of my auntie, you know, um, I love that yeah, you yeah. just come from this line of powerful, yeah. strong, wise yeah. women, and it and it shows. Well, honestly, it took me a minute. I'm gonna be real, because also you asked about Little Lizzie, and Little Lizzie was in the streets in her sweatpants, in her sneakers, playing football with the boys, hooping it up, shooting <laughs> hoops. You feel me? Um, very in my tomboy energy, very mm -hmm. in my masculine energy. Because as a young girl, we are taught what? What are we taught? Keep your legs closed. Don't wear that skirt. You can't do this. You can't do that. So we if like you, do it to like protect ourselves. Really. Right. Yeah. If you do that, you're a slut. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, so for a long time, although I, you know, grew up with brothers and one of the only girls, um, so I was inspired by that tomboy style, but a lot of it was me just kind of covering my body. I've always been pretty slim. So I didn't, you know, always have the curves. And so that was another thing. But there was a point where when people would tease me for my body shape or having no breasts or whatever, you know, I would just laugh 
And a lot of times I would say, one day I'm gonna be so popping. One day I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have some nice titties. I'm gonna be so fly. You gonna wish you were my friend. I would say things like that. You know, I would just pump myself up. And then one day out of nowhere, it's funny because I manifested a pair of 32 double D breasts. I was eating good. I was doing Pilates. I was working as a full time manager at Victoria's Secret. And these breasts was shining and radiating and glowing and thriving. I'm currently a 32C. Um, over the years, I've lost weight and I feel really good and balanced where I'm at. But I just thought being teased for having no breasts as a little girl and then growing and developing into myself in, the, in my mid-20s. So mm. being in that space, being this this woman coming into my womanhood, working at a place like Victoria's Secret, where I worked for 12 years, working with women, thousands of women over the years, being mm. in those fitting rooms, oftentimes I would be the only person, other person outside of their partner, if they had one, that would see them naked. So there was a lot of work that was being done in those fitting rooms. And I realized how much trauma and societal like conditioning and bullshit we as women carry in our breasts and our wombs. And so yeah. that's what opened my mind up. Wow. Yes. And I guess like back then as well, Victoria's Secret, there wouldn't have been a huge amount of representation either. I can imagine that Correct. would have been challenging. Correct. Um, especially with the sizing and also just what the models look like. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, it was important. I'm like, wow, women carry so much. And when I'm in these spaces doing this work, they feel so inspired. And so it just put me on a journey to tap into my confidence even more because there were some things that I was struggling with. So mirror meditation became something that was beautiful to mm -hmm. just love my body for what it was, to appreciate it. Um, but it definitely required daily dedication and work to yeah. build up my confidence. I'm still doing it. I'm, there's yeah. still things that I struggle with. But once I started to get into that feminine energy, I still was on my tomboy. I still wear some sweatpants and a cute, sexy bra top to give a balance. Um, but because I had leaned so heavily in my masculine energy, being in that feminine, being flirty, being soft, being sensual, smelling good, wearing silks, putting a touch of red lip on, getting the baby hairs popping. You feel me? Listening <laughs> to, baby to some popping. Drake in the background, <laughs> sipping on some Damiana herbal rose infused tea, mm. spraying myself with rose water has just become my lifestyle because that energy, that's literally the same energy that creates babies. Yeah. Women, we are the portal. Our wombs are the portal, our sacral our wombs are what activate our creativity and our inspiration. Mm. It took me a while to understand that. But once I started seeing how things were magically unfolding in my life, I'm like, okay, I'm going to lean all the way into this feminine energy. Yeah. And now I'm surrounded by beautiful women that are mm. on that same vibration. So beautiful. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. it sounds like you went on like a real deep spiritual journey at that point as mm. well. And I don't imagine that... I mean, was that inspired from what you saw in the Victoria's Secret changing rooms? So for me, it was like, how do I take this out of the construct mm. of this company that's owned by a white male um, that mostly features white women artists, uh, models um, in very particular sizing? Mm. 
Hmm. Um, it was a beautiful journey. I learned a lot about business. At one point, I was managing a $12 million lingerie business at uh, the flagship store in Las Vegas. And so I learned a lot about business and managing a team, managing hmm. 75 to 100 employees while still, you know, keeping that balance and being sexy and being in my bag. And, you know, just then taking myself out of that space into music yeah culture community it's just been a fusion of all of that and beautiful I'm in my purpose yeah you definitely are yeah let's talk about the music industry because I was actually just having this conversation with my makeup artist earlier about the rap the rap the hip-hop the the Mm -hmm. kind of R&B space and um just how a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the ways that the artists are kind of going about their lifestyles and promoting the lifestyle is very disempowering for women. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've always listened to Drake and then I saw his latest album cover and it like deeply upset me Mm. and my friends Mm. because it's basically like all these pregnant women that he's got around the world paying child services, child support to. And I was like, he's just like making out that he like owns women's wombs, Mm. you know? It's Mm. he's got this power over women's wombs. And I was like, damn, like this is who I'm listening to all the time. Mm. You know, these Mm -hmm. are the lyrics that I'm, this is who's like a role model for so many people. Mm -hmm. Like, what was it like for you, like listening to that kind of music growing up, if you did, like entering into that space, like what were some of your initial feelings around that. Mm. You know what? I appreciate you sharing your perspective about that. I think it's important to have these various uh, perspectives and it's a great question. And how I see it is, of course, like me growing up, you know, coming from the hood, um, being heavily influenced by LA culture where I was born and New Orleans culture where I grew up between LA and New Orleans where we have bounce music. So girls at eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 is shaking ass, you feel me, to Mm -hmm. bounce music. That's just the culture of New Orleans. And then LA, you got that West Coast, gangsta, Tupac, you feel me, it was a vibe. And so listening to all these different styles of music is what elevated me, is what raised me. However, there were times where I thought you know, dang, I don't really resonate with these lyrics. So I would create my own lyrics from a young age. I would take some of my favorite songs and my favorite artists over dope beats and just create my own lyrics. Um, And so now as an artist, what I'm able to do is you listen to my music, you can feel the inspiration, but I'm able to tell my own story Mm. inspired by what I grew up listening to because I can't knock my culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I respect it. And there's so many artists to circle back to Drake. I love Drake. He's a role model in many ways. And I'll tell you why. Um, Of course, we feel how we might feel about the album cover. And it's all about perspective. Of course, I thought there could have been more feminine energy um, as far as artists featured on his project, especially Mm -hmm. because he did put the women on the art on the artwork Um, But what I love about Drake is he speaks life into women, Mm. um, into all women. um, And he tells us constantly how proud he is of us. And, you know, go get it, girl, whether we dance at the club, whether we work as a store manager at Neiman Marcus, whether we, you know, whatever it is we're doing, his music um, 
you know, is inspiring. Bitches love Drake. We love, <laughs> he sure we do. Love listening. But he speaks a lot about, like, he raps a lot about emotions. I right. think that's why, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of other, a lot of other artists, they don't go into like the feelings so much. He really goes into like how stuff feels. He like we vulnerable. know he's someone that gets his heart broken. He is vulnerable, and we love it. And mm-hmm. that's and it's okay to have that type of masculine energy coming through. Um, but to close it all up is I understand what you're saying. People ask me this all the time. There's a lot of women rap artists who um, are who lean in certain directions with their branding and their messaging. And mm-hmm. a lot of people have a lot of things to say about that. And for me, I understand people often will try to compare me to Meg Thee Stallion or Sweetie or, you know, these other women artists. But how I see it is hip hop would cease to exist without the black woman, mm-hmm. period. And so with that said, when you think about the infiltration of hip hop, which is the most listened to genre of music in the universe, mm-hmm. hip hop is literally raising children, mm-hmm. generations of people. And so hip hop for the most part, part has been a male dominant realm. There have been women, executives, artists, A&R, different things like that who have existed in the space. But for the most part, it's been male dominated. Mm-hmm. What's happening now, especially because most of the women rap artists that are coming through are black women artists. Meg Thee Stallion, Saweetie, Amaretta, help me out, y'all. Cardi B. Cardi B, Big Nikki Lotto, Nikki, um, Lady London, Rhapsody, No Name Gypsy, is so many beautiful women. So what I see is because for so long there has been a war against women's wombs, especially black women. And when you think about the generational trauma that has come through where at one point we didn't even have autonomy over our wombs, Mm. over our sexuality. When you think about, I've said this before in interviews, but They call the father of gynecology the father of gynecology, the father of the pussy. And from what we know, based on records, he experimented on a black woman. um, And we don't know if he had her consent. And a lot of his experiments and his findings were because he was experimenting on black women. And the reason why I bring that, because it's important to understand that even through enslavement times, so many black women were being raped and Mm -hmm. violated in many ways. And so when you think about our music, you know, it's important for us to express ourselves for so long. Other people have owned our sexuality, have used our sexuality to sell and make money. So now it's time for us to take back that power. So when you think about this first golden era of powerful black women coming through hip hop, kicking the door in, kicking the door down. Of course, we're going to be on some sexy shit. Of course, we're going to be on some big pussy energy because we birthed this thing. You feel me? This is ours. Yeah. And you're taking it back. We're taking it back. And so, yes, we're going to talk about our pussy and how good it is. And we're going to talk about these titties and how nice they sitting. And so that's us kicking the door down, making space for other women of um, all backgrounds to come through and share their stories. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not mad about any of these artists, 
who are expressing themselves in these very sexual and powerful ways because a woman that's rooted and confident in her sexuality, that's a bad mm. bitch. That's a beautiful woman. That's a powerful woman. That's a woman that everybody wants to be around. She's glowing. She's radiating. But for some reason, we've twisted it and called her names and all these things. But no, we're taking that power back. So I embrace all the women that are coming through because they're making a lane for me. I get to just float up in this motherfucker <laughs> peacefully talking about my body and how much I love and my beautiful breasts and my, my pussy is a portal. You feel me? My pussy beautiful. will lead the way to take us all up out the matrix. That's such a beautiful perspective. I guess it would have been so easy to kind of go on the other side and and I really appreciate that perspective. Mm. Super beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I could only imagine like if little Lizzie had some more of those role models, like <laughs> what she would have appreciated about that too. Right. And we think about that because so many women will come up to me and, and men and they say, your music is raising my daughter. Mm. I've heard it so many times. So and that's deep. Yeah, it is. Because I think about the music that I was listening to, that we was listening yeah. to. <laughs> and Me it was, too. Yeah. And so... I, <laughs> I mean, just, same. Yeah, it's powerful. Like, I look back at some of the lyrics that I knew off by heart mm. as a 13-year-old, and I'm like, what? I didn't even know what I was rapping right, about. Right. I didn't even know what, what was going on. Right. Like, how was that? I was being raised on that. Right, right. You know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's so beautiful for you to hear that this music is raising my yeah, daughter my yeah. children it's something that I think of often now like as an expectant mom like what like what role models my right. my kids are gonna right. have and it makes a huge difference it really yeah. does so I'm thankful to be here I'm thankful to have this position to have my voice um I'm the artist that I always you know wanted to see and listen to and look at and um I just became her and it's powerful and I'm surrounded by beautiful beautiful people that support me and uplift me and have my back and you know people tell me all the time you should have 10 million views and 30 million streams and of course like 30 million more people listening to my music reprogramming the subconscious is powerful however i know that i operate on a very particular frequency Mm -hmm. Where if you're on that frequency, you'll find me. If it's mm -hmm. what you're looking for, if it's what you need, if it's what your spirit is calling, you'll find me. And just off of the strength of the stories that I've heard all around the world, I know that it's penetrating. Yeah. I know that the vibe is felt and people are hearing me and seeing me. So yeah. it's beautiful. They definitely mm -hmm. are. And I feel like it's you're still like one of the first artists to do this. You mm. know, you're still like in that first wave mm. of like, female artists who are really wanting to empower through their through their music through mm. their like affirmations like every single lyric is so like intentional and it's like it's still new for a lot of people thank you you know yeah it is I hear that people call me pioneer and and I'm just following the path of the women who paved the path before me because mm -hmm. it took a lot for me to be here it's you know and Especially being, you know, a woman in this society during this time, you know, it requires a lot of energy protection. Because when you look up, you see the billboards, you see the magazines, there's so much pressure to do this and change your body and look a certain way and act a certain way. And 
you know, have sex a certain way. And it's like, damn, it's a lot coming at us. There's a lot of pressure. So we have to protect ourselves. So mm -hmm. when we listen to this music and we program our mind, when we do our herbal V steams, you know, when we do our breast massage, when when we hang out with women that speak life into us, that's where it's at. That's what really matters. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we protect ourselves in that way. And if there's toxic energy around us, cut the cord, cut the cord, um, disconnect from whatever doesn't literally serve you. Because mm -hmm. we should be living a life of luxury and beauty and peace of mind um, and flow and ease. So mm -hmm. I'm just very thankful to be here because I know that my grandmother, my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, there was a lot of things that they had to put up with. There's a lot of times that they may have wanted to speak their truths, but they didn't just to live to see another day. And so I know that a lot was sacrificed for me to be here so free, so open, mm -hmm. not giving a fuck. Thighs, breasts, music, cannabis, energy, you feel me? Just mm -hmm. being everything that they said I couldn't be. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm here and I'm a living, breathing expression, reflection of that. Fuck your stereotypes. So good. So good. So good. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to say <laughs> preach. My girls so over good. there. Shout out to Queen so good. Shout out to Yasmin Saida. So when you sit down and you want to actually like start channeling a new song, let's say, are there any practices that you always do to like help you get into that zone? Or is it something that just comes and then it's just like, let me get a pen. I got to write this yeah. down. Sometimes it's, it's that. Sometimes it's that flow. A lot of times it's, it's ritualistic because honestly, what I realized, my words are spell, spell works, uh, mm. witchcraft. Mm. Anything I speak, I'm beautiful. I'm sexy as fuck. I'm elevated. My path is lit. Everything I touch turns to gold. My bank account is overflowing. My crypto accounts are overflowing. I love getting paid lots of money to be me. Ooh, damn, it feels so good to be me. Ooh, I feel so sexy today. I feel empowered. I feel inspired. Wow, all my girls are thriving. All the women around me are in their motherfucking bag. It feels great to be here. When I speak things like that with conviction, I'm declaring it to the universe and the universe is like, okay, I got you. Mm -hmm. And so that's the music for me. And so realizing and recognizing that power, I'll give you an example. When I wrote Goddess Code, Goddess Code, um, about six months ago, surpassed 1 million views after five years of being in rotation and five years it surpassed 1 million streams. Mm -hmm. But in the last five months, it's already hit 2 million. Probably by the time we finish this interview, Goddess Code will have hit 2 million streams. And I believe that by my birthday in July, it'll be at 3 million. And I'm saying this to say is the exponential growth and the magic, the witchcraft that was put into it. That was the very last song that I wrote for my album, West Coast Enchanted. It was an EP. Mm. And... It was the very last time I experienced writer's block. I was experiencing heavy writer's block trying to finish this album. And I knew I wanted to create a song that felt witchy and sexy and elevated, but strong and powerful and empowering for all women and men. Um, and so what I did was I was working with kyanite. Kyanite is a stone that helps you 
bring ease and flow and um, eliminates restrictions and blocks. So I was working with Kyanite and what I did was I set the intention for the song and what I wanted it to sound like and feel like. I called on the power of my ancestors and the women that came before me for them to channel through me because I wanted to create a code, a goddess mm -hmm. code. Growing up, especially in hip hop culture, everybody knows about the G code, the G code. A lot of men live by the G code. I'm like, the women need a G code, mm -hmm. the goddess code. So I called on the power of my ancestors. I called on that energy. I channeled that energy to come through me and I put that beat on. And this was a beat that my producer made. I just expressed to him how I wanted it to feel and sound. He went into the studio and he created this powerful music. And then at the end, the key is the piano. So when I'm listening to it and I'm channeling this energy, it's just coming through. It's just flowing through. I am all that I preach to be. I invite you all to take a leak with me. And then I said, free bleeding on the earth is tribal. Let it flow. If it isn't vital for your survival, let, let it, it go. go. <laughs> Protect your energy. Um, and so it's ritualistic. It's intentional. It's love. I talk about everything from racial injustices to um, micro reparations as a lifestyle to being a goddess to affirmation music to political music to music that's speaking directly to our men that's empowering the men music that I'm thinking of when I'm speaking to teenage girls mm -hmm. um, music to um, my allies my white friends who need guidance who might be seeking that inspiration on how to show up as an ally um, during this this time. And so the music is very well-rounded. Yeah, we're going to shake ass to money bags. <laughs> you feel me? We're going to go and get a bag. We're going to be on some sexy stuff, sipping our herbal tea when the ministry is on. We're going to get in our hood bag when dues is on. Um, but we're also going to get into it with us. And we're going to have those challenging conversations about how we can move forward as a collective, as a community. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it's very powerful. So mm, thank beautiful. you for asking that question. Yeah. yeah. I love how much time you take mm -hmm. over it and how much intention is poured into every lyric. The thought of mm -hmm. every everything that you're saying is a spell, is an affirmation. Mm -hmm. And someone, like, it's not just the people that are listening to the music. It's like those vibrations, that frequency right. is going out into the yep. universe as well. And that's yep. all coming back. Absolutely. So, no bars wasted. Yeah. Because if I'm writing it, like how you have your journal, I'm writing it. Mm -hmm. I'm flowing. I'm in my bag. Ooh, dang, this sounds good. Ooh, I might switch a word out, but I'm saying it. I'm speaking it. Then what? Studio time. I'm in the booth saying it. I'm repeating it. Then what? Engineer. Press and play. Playing it back. I'm mm -hmm. listening to it. Now what? I'm on the stage. I'm singing it. Yeah. I'm putting it out. A million people are streaming it. Yep. I go to the show, I pull up, 300 people in the audience singing word for word, singing it back to me. That's a lot of witchcraft. That's a lot of magic that's happening. So I have no space to waste any bars. Everything has to be intentional and done, um, you know, at a certain level. Um, mm, the power of those words, mm -hmm. like the power of every single word. When you put it like that, like the amount of times that it's going to get 
affirmed over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to kind of take it back, thinking about the amount of times that we would affirm other lyrics right, over and right. over again to ourselves. Right. You know, the amount of times that we right. listen to that and affirm it and, you know, so. There's some toxic super. shit being said. And yeah. Queen and I, we were listening to some music by a, a cool rapper. Some call him the strip club anthem rapper, you know, of our generation. And he makes cool music and music that you want to shake ass to. But when you really listen to what he's saying, you're like, damn, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's a matter of, yes, you can still listen to your music, um, but it's a balance. Yeah. And it's about knowing. And if you want to switch up the lyrics in your head, go ahead and do that. Um, but just being mindful of what you're consuming, mm -hmm. what you're, whether you're eating it, Excellent. whether you're listening to it, how you're dressing yourself. And what your pussy is consuming. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. No yeah. toxic penis. Yeah. Please. It's everything that's coming in needs to be really considered. Because our wombs carry a lot. Yeah. And I always say pay attention to your cycle, especially the cycle after you've been with a partner. Because that cycle will reflect the energy um, of that partner. Our wombs know what's mm. good for us and what's not. So all of that matters. Damn. Damn. Thank you. <laughs> sure. All right. I want to talk about Zen and Kush. Okay. So how did the idea for Zen and Kush come about? Tell us like, what is, what is Zen and Kush? What does it mean to you? That's a beautiful question. Thank you. Speaking of Kush, I'm going to spark this if that's okay. Go for it. I'm going to just set an intention um, for just now moment for deeper connections, um, partnerships, collaborations, world healing, uh, and pussy power, breast power, breast magic, yes. feminine energy oozing, shifting the paradigm. And we in this bitch, money bags, money bags, money bags, money bags. All I see is money bags. <laughs> so Zen and Kush, let me tell you a little bit about that. Um, at one point I was a blood tender, a medicine woman working in a dispensary and I was there. I was in a community every day seeing how people were coming in, having their lives literally transformed by this plant medicine. Mothers, pregnant mothers, pregnant women, um, OG grandmas from the 70s who was literally at Woodstock, soccer dads, business moms, OG gangsters from the streets, like, you know, mothers who had little babies who were having seizures and the only things that could support them was the CBD infused lemonade that we had. Mm. I'm seeing it every day. I'm seeing how one of my patients came in depressed. I don't know if y'all ever dealt with somebody that's just depressed. They can't laugh. They can't even crack a smile. But you got to shift your energy to work with that. And so what I was seeing was people coming in every day, having their lives transformed, taking 18, 19, 20 prescription pills a day. I didn't even know that was a possibility to over a six month, eight month, nine month period, 10 pills, five pills, one pill to where they came in and was like, I'm off my pills. That's powerful and to that's see from that the, from working in working the dispensary. Yes. To see that, to mm -hmm. be a witness and be like, holy shit, wait a minute. Cause I remember when I was in fourth grade, when I was in fifth grade, a government funded program would come into my classroom 
They would stop my beautiful learning. They would stop my teacher from teaching what she was teaching us to enhance and progress to the next level to come in and tell us that cannabis will fry your brain. Your brain on cannabis is like eggs in a skillet. Mm -hmm. Cannabis is a gateway drug to this. Cannabis is the gateway to social restoration and world new world order, if you ask me. And so for me, I'm like, whoa, we've been sold a lie. Mm -hmm. Not only that, I'm from L.A. I'm from South L.A., South Central. Born in 86. Grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. Height of the crack epidemic. Height of the war on drugs. I literally saw the devastation of my communities. We saw 11, 12, 13, 14 black men handcuffed, lined up, being hauled off in police vans, taken to jail for nonviolent cannabis crimes, for nonviolent wow. drug charges. That's where I come from. That's what I've seen. I've have family that's still in jail, that's still impacted, that's still in the system because of some bogus nonviolent drug charges. I've been that person pen palling my uncle since I was five years old in prison. I know what it's like. I've heard stories from one of my best friends whose daddy been in jail for 23 years for some cannabis. So coming from that and now working in an industry where I'm the only black woman in this dispensary and in place that's predominantly 99, at the point, at the time I was working in the dispensaries, 99% of dispensary owners were white. Over 90%, excuse me, over 90%. But when you think about the war on drugs and how that's impacted people doing the same thing, mm -hmm. over 90% of those been thrown away and forgotten look like me, look like my aunties, look like my cousins, look like my Latino homies whose kids had to grow up without them. And But now I'm in Bel Air at a CBD party in a mansion getting a CBD facial. <laughs> it don't add up to me. How long ago was this? Within the last few years. Right. And it's still happening. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, there's a huge disconnect in the cannabis industry right now. I'm being invited to speak on panels, oftentimes on an all-white panel in a room full of white people talking about social justice. I'm being per invited to perform at cannabis events in all white spaces. But when I'm in Lamert Park, when I'm in Venice Beach, when I'm chilling on Slauson, it looks like Queen More Life. It looks like Yasmeen. It looks like DJ Drumright. It looks like, you know, people that look like me. It looks like my Asian homies. It looks like my Latino homies. It looks like my homegirl from Cambodia rolling up a beautiful joint, setting her intention, blessing it, blessing her womb space. Taking a puff, not this shit in Bel Air. Fuck is this? So it's like, if we're gonna do this, let's have these real conversations and make the space inclusive. Mm. All of that to say, that's how Zen and Kush was birthed. I'm like, we need a space where we can be seen, where we can be sexy, where we can be black, where we can be free to exist in our melanin and not be fucked with, to learn about cannabis in the right way, to learn about the medicinal, spiritual, holistic impacts of CBD, THC Delta 8, THC Delta 9, to listen to good music, to be in a space 
We got our white friends, our black friends, our Latina friends, our Afghani friends, all our friends in the space. Because if you ask me, when I go to a bar where there's alcohol, it's a different vibe. Mm. A fight might break out. Mm-hmm. It, don't, it don't feel the same. But this is different. Cannabis connects people. Cannabis can set the whole mood of anything. Nobody's mm. fighting. Nobody's arguing. All of my events have no alcohol. So I wanted to create that space for everybody to be seen with the fusion of art, music, sensuality, erotic arts, and social justice. So Zen and Kush was birthed, and the name itself was inspired by Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice. Oh, Cute and I simple. Didn't know Gin that. and Juice is sexy. Yeah. Zen and Kush. Zen, because we embody the Zen lifestyle, Zen practices in our everyday life, fused with the energy of ancient Africa, ancient rulers that once ruled the great land of Kush, mm-hmm. powerful mathematics. Um, literature, art, um, systems of how we operate that essentially are still being used today originate from this land. So I wanted to elevate the perspective when you hear Kush. Oftentimes people, when I ask them, what, who comes to mind when you hear the word Kush? They say Snoop, Wiz Khalifa, Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, Cheech and Chong. Sometimes you hear Billie Holiday. But it's masculine, male energy. She's a female plant. Without her birthing the plant, we can't even enjoy it, Mm. the essence of it. So how do we bring that feminine energy back into mainstream cannabis? Because right now it's big blunts, fat blunts. How high can you get smoke? Get high, just smoke blunts back to back. I got all kind of homies that smoke three blunts to the face. I love them. However, we got a story too. We do yoga. We stretch. We juice every day. We put cannabis leaves in our juice. We bathe in CBD. We rub our breasts in um, THC-infused, luxurious hemp seed jojoba oils. We do that. We have the aromatherapy popping. What about our story? And we look good. So that's why Zen and Kush was created, to be a platform for everybody to be seen, for everybody to be heard. And that's what it is. Vendors, merchants artists, dancers, erotic dancers come into the space and everybody eats, everybody thrives. Um, And we're drinking juices. We're drinking alkaline, um, fresh press juice by the queen more life herself. Um, We're sipping on herbal tonics. We're getting CBD infused hand rubs, hand rubs by Yasmin Saida. Yes, she's a fashion designer, but she's also a healer. She's an alchemist. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, we're going to look good. We're going to pull up. We're going to be on some sexy shit. We're going to shake ass. We're going to be fine. We might even, you feel me, get it popping and twerk a little something. (laughs) But we also are going to give you this medicine. We're going to give you this energy. We're going to give you this divine feminine essence that literally shifts the entire building when we walk in that bitch. Mm, So that's Zen and Kush. What an experience. <laughs> it sounds like no, it's, uh, I mean, it sounds like it, I mean, obviously it's, for, it's presumably just for women for, and men. It's for men as well. And I'm glad you said that. Okay. Thank you. What made you, what made you say that? I think the nature of something where someone's going to feel like they're very in touch with their divine feminine energy feels like women would want to be in a feminine space. You exactly. Know? And you do a lot of feminine 
spaces. For sure. So you know what it what that means and how important that is. Yeah. For us to just have our space. Yeah. We need it. And so I've done a lot of those spaces from spirit weavers to women weed and wellness to goddess glow up to all of it. And I love it. It's beautiful. For me, I'm like, where my boo's at? Where my king's at? Pull up. Come see this shit. Mm-hmm. Come be a witness to it. Come That's learn true. how they to treat a goddess. It. They got to see it. She's a goddess. She's a goddess. You're a goddess. Don't matter where you're from, what your story is, what your skin color is, what you got on. If you naked, it don't matter. You're still a goddess, and I still have the utmost respect for you. You have to be of a certain vibration to even enter the Zen and Kush space, but I want it to be men and women, all of us, co-ed, all mm. beings, so we can learn and heal together. Because while women are out, what we doing, y'all? Pussy steaming, letting our nipples get the energy of the sunlight, sipping on that, you feel me, Damiana rose, hibiscus, lavender tea. We doing it. We going to the spa. We doing our meditation. We're clearing out our wombs. We're cutting the cords. We letting go of fuck boys. Mm-hmm. We're doing the work. And look at us. We shining. It shows. Mm-hmm. Our bag is showing. So... Let's invite the men to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because if I know, if Queen More Life and Yasmin know that when they come around me or any of their homegirls, they're going to get first class treatment. They're going to get new outfits. They're going to get cute um, bra sets at the lingerie store. They're going to eat like a, a an African, Ethiopian, Nubian goddess, <laughs> plant-based, high vibrational. They're going to be sipping on something tropical and erotic. They're going to be surrounded by luxurious lifestyles. They're going to be in the community giving back, doing what they love. What they love, when they come around, I'm throwing rose petals at their feet Mm -hmm. because they deserve it. Where you want to go? Let's go. What you want to do? Let's do it. If you coming over, we got the beautiful lights popping because you're a goddess and you deserve to be treated like a goddess. So if me and my girls know that me and my girls is showing up for me and my girls in this way, then what kind of fuckboy think he going to even get close to this vibration? (laughs) True. So if you are the king that is seeking a goddess and you know she's surrounded by goddesses, then you have to show up with that energy to inspire a goddess, Mm -hmm. for a goddess to be intrigued by you because we on some magical shit. We on yachts, sipping. (laughs) <laughs> we had mansions in the backyard by the pool surrounded by beautiful women in bikinis and lingerie. She might be topless. She might be rolling up some cush that was sun grown in California and it's organic. She might be doing that. So that's my challenge to the men. It's like, if you know we pulling up, she's going to bring me rose petals, rose, red roses, a new plant. I'm going to, this is how I wake up, right? I'm, I'm up. I might be sipping on my water. In walks Queen More Life with a gold tra- platter that looked just like this. Tropical fruits. S- mango passion fruit smoothie in a wine glass. Her with a fresh natural face that she just woke up with in a magenta silk robe delivering this tray to me. Am I not living my best life? 
It sounds like it. My girl for Yasmin sure. <laughs> pulls up with the fashions, and she always got fresh outfits and looks for me. This skirt, this is custom sewn by Yasmin that I can wear in three and four and five ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that to say is like, baby, if you want my attention, if you want my attention, you got to have that intention. You got to show up like my girls show up for me. Mm -hmm. You got to show up better, especially if you think you're going to get in this womb space. And I've been doing my V steams and I've been doing the, you know, my girls do the goddess pearls. If we doing that much work to love on our temples, to reclaim our sovereignty, to reclaim our autonomy over our wombs, over our pussies in a society that's constantly telling us we ain't shit, you got to show up with the magic, baby. You got to blow my mind. Amen. It reminds me of that, uh, that quote that says, we teach people to love us exactly. by the way we love ourselves. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Exactly. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks Beautiful. for listening. No, Thank it's you. amazing. Is it herb okay? It's Are good. You good. It's okay. good. Yeah. Okay. It's Babies good. love it too. <laughs> <laughs> Babies love it. Babies love the herb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us what's what's the next level look like for you, Lizzie? Like in terms of music, Zen and Kush, what do you have in store like for the rest of the year and beyond? So, what's next for Lizzie Jeff? What's next for Zen and Kush? Mm -hmm. I love that question. You're actually a really great interview hostess. Thank so you. thank you. Yes, you you ask quality questions. No question goes, um, no question is wasted. So thank you for that, for really having this powerful platform and having real conversations that are necessary. And to answer your question, what's next? Here's the thing. If you know me, I'm always on a vibe. I'm always ready for what's next. I'm a visionary. My mind is constantly creating and ready. We got Zen and Kush Atlanta on April 10th. You feel me? We have uh, Zen and Kush Denver on 420. And on the same day, my new album, Prophecies of a Rap Priestess, Volume 2, um, is available exclusively through Zen and Kush Records, mm -hmm. which is my record label um, that I'm the CEO of. And it's exclusive distribution. So you won't find it on Spotify or Tidal yet. You have to get it through me because as an independent artist, you have to be very creative with how you distribute and share. Mm. And I want to just pay homage and give love for Nipsey Hussle for his Proud to Pay campaign that inspired people pulling up and spending a hundred dollars on a CD, a thousand dollars on a CD. So right now, my new CD, Prophecies of a Rap Priestess, is available um, for pre-order, LizzieJeff.com, or you can click the link in my bio at um, my Instagram page, and it's a hundred dollars. And you pay for the vibe. It, um, you pay for the energy. You don't just pay. It's a CD. It's a physical, tangible thing that will eventually dis disintegrate, but it's a vibe. It's the energy. It's my healing. Mm -hmm. It's my testimony. It's the trauma that I've, you know, overcome. It's the peace that I made with my mother. Um, it's the healing energy between me and my brothers. It's the way, it's the confidence that has been activated now when I deal with men. It's me knowing how to show up because I wasn't always able to show up for myself in relationships, the way that I want to show up for myself is the way I connect with my sisters, my real sisters. It's the way that when I'm connecting with my real sisters, I'm with my sisters that you see here, I'm reminded 
of my real sisters, my blood sisters. And if I'm out here in the streets building with women, I'm going to be in my family unit building with my, my sisters as well, mm-hmm. tuning in with my sisters. All of that energy It's the microaggressions. It's the passive aggressive racist bullshit that I've had to deal with as a black woman in business, in the society, and the ways that I deal with it, and the ways that I keep my my mental peace, and the ways that I protect my heart, because it's real, that's out there, it's a war that's going on. Specifically um, against women that look like me. There's a war going on against all kind of people everywhere. But the one that I'm living right now is the one that I'm seeing and experiencing. That's why it's important for me to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Last year, 100,000 black women went missing and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And so it's important for me to be sexy, to ooze my confidence, to be in my grace, but to tell my story and to be truthful and authentic. I'm not just here to shake ass in a room full of white people when I'm performing at some of these spaces. I'm here to speak my truths and let it serve as a call to action mm. because we need each other. So what's next for me is new new earth reality, Zen and Kush records being revered as one of the greatest record labels to ever exist. Woman owned, woman ran, um, being known as one of the greatest record labels to give the most amazing agreements with their artists. We don't do contracts over here because it's not a con. Shout out to my homeboy that inspired that. It's agreements. When you sign a record deal with Zen and Kush Records, you're gonna get elevated with fresh pressed juices by Queen More Life. You're gonna get that juice therapy. You're gonna have custom made conscious fashions curated by Yasmin Saida based on your style because we're not here to force you to be something that you don't wanna be. Who are you? How do you wanna express yourself? We're going to have, you know, um, Ra, who's going to inspire you around astrology because that's important to know, to understand the numbers and the planets and all that shit, to be clear of that, to infuse that, to incorporate that in your lifestyle, in your record deal. Mm -hmm. So that's the energy I want to give. And ultimately, I'm working towards a club that will serve as a temple and a private social experience for people. Just like you get at the Zen and Kush events, except it's gonna be my own space that I own um, with land, mm. where you come in, you get that vibe. It, it might look like, it might have certain elements of a strip club. Um, it might feel like a private social club. It might even feel like church, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's all of those things. It's a wellness mm-hmm. center, a temple, mm-hmm. a goddess temple, a sacred priestess temple mm-hmm. where you come in, but when you leave, you leave in a completely different vibration. Yes. Herbal, tonics, energy. I'm not going to give you all too much because otherwise I have to make you motherfuckers sign an NDA. <laughs> but that's what's next for me is receiving the sponsorships, the monetary sponsorships from brands that align mm-hmm. with my message who want to pour into me, into my movement, into my community, because we're authentic. We're not pretending to be anything. It literally costs so much time and energy and money 
to be something other than what we are, to be something that a billboard is telling us to be when we don't even want to be that person. Mm -hmm. It costs nothing to be yourself. It's free to be you. So we here existing in our authenticity, showing up in our realness, traveling the world out of pocket. So I'm calling in sponsorships, investments, support, Airbnb support, team lodging, hotel residencies, so that I'm able to do this with my team. I don't go anywhere without my team. People want to book me. I'm not showing up alone. So you booking us. And so being in a space where I can have my own space, where all of the investments that I've made out of pocket into other venues, into um, establishments, I want to manifest that a hundredfold, tenfold to put back into Zen and Kush, to -hmm. put back into my temple that I'm building. Um, Beautiful. Sounds incredible. And we're going to link everything in the show notes for everything you you just said as well. So people can buy the new EP uh, through Zen and Kush. Yep. When it's out as well. We'll link all of that up. And thank you. I'm so excited to come visit this temple in this magical place. Thank you. Sounds beautiful. Thank you. So Lizzie, we always wrap up with uh, three questions related to love, sex, and magic, just like in a kind of quick fire way. That's dope. Something that you are loving right now is... Something that I am loving is the juiciness of life, the luxury that has been showing up all around me, the way my skin glows, just my confidence, my fashion, the way I'm showing up naturally. I don't got to do too much to to be... True. So that's what I've been loving. Beautiful. Yeah. Something that turns you on. A sexy man. (laughs) No, let me stop. But yeah, that is something that turns me on. But it's deeper than that. Um, It's just nature. It's being able to see a beautiful, powerful brother um, in his magic, in his in his essence, taking care of himself radiating intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. It takes a lot of work to be that type of man. Um, And so that's why I respect um, those men. And I'm turned on. It's something about the way when a man just walks in and he's self-aware and he knows himself and he knows how to respect the goddess and pour into the goddess. It just, my womb knows. She tells me. And it just makes my coochie sprinkle. It makes my coochie twinkle. And so that's what turns me on is um, that beauty, that essence of him knowing his power and Mm. knowing how to empower and uplift the goddess that's in front of him. And when was the last time you experienced magic? Last night. Last night um, at at our home our Airbnb that we have, I basically was like, y'all, y'all want to have a vibe tonight? Can we have a little private event here? And my girl said, absolutely. They didn't even have to say too much. Queen was already preparing the space. Yasmin went to take a nap. That was her preparing for the space. (laughs) I got the lights set up. We put the aromatherapy in the sage. The music was just right. You feel me? DJ Lizzie Jeff was doing her thing, now accepting bookings. Um, And we invited a few friends, some of our beautiful eye candy 
well-dressed, most brilliant friends to come over. And one of the friends that came over brought fruits in nature, brought a beautiful box of tropical erotic fruits, cacao, lilacoy, mangoes, fresh, juicy, sweet strawberries, blueberries. My, our other friend came dressed in a beautiful suit, mm. telling us about this vegan wine, telling us about the beauty of it. And to top it all off, some of my lady friends, my vixens, set up a beautiful pole in the middle of the living room. We put the couches and the chair in a circle. And for the rest of the night, they proceeded to dance and shake ass and give grace and give energy as we threw tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, rose petals on them. So mm. that just happened. We laid down Beautiful. for a nap and then brought our asses here. <laughs> so that was the last time I experienced magic. And look at us, bitches didn't even sleep. <laughs> and we in this thing. So mm. we in it. Magic is happening now. My life is magic. My lifestyle, magic is my lifestyle. Magic is our lifestyle. And so that's just what we embody. So thank you for asking such beautiful, mm. powerful questions and inviting me into the space. I love what you're doing. I think it's beautiful. I see you inspire so many women. And I look forward to us um, being able to collaborate in Costa Rica for mm. real. And thank you um, for your work, for seeing me and for sharing your platform. Um, the last thing I can say, if I may, is, you know, I encourage micro reparations as a lifestyle um, for my friends, for um, specifically my white friends who um, might have that extra splash of privilege in this society to just be mindful of privilege as being a gift, not a curse mm -hmm. um, in a society who um, says you're beautiful, you're the most beautiful, um, you're seen, you're heard, whatever you say is law. And, you know, I have respect, uh, for especially women in powerful positions that understand how to utilize their platform, um, to share it, um, to share stories, um, that are oftentimes swept under the rug in our society and replaced with a narrative that's not true, that's not real, um, that's not conducive to um, healing. So mm. I respect that um, you opened your space and you know, you've been very um, just patient and flexible and um, making sure, and Amelia, shout out to your executive assistant, Amelia, for making sure this happened and the information mm. was sent and we're here in this space. So Thank I just you. wanted to, you know, make note of that. And I look forward to seeing how we can continue to grow mm -hmm. and collaborate and bring our communities together to have these real conversations in the most sexiest ways yes. um, to really impact real change. So I see mm, you and I wish you. you so much more success and love on your journey to your baby. All this energy that your baby is getting, I know your baby is going to be one of those that comes out um, to change the world because mm -hmm. that's what you're doing uh, through your work and whatever that looks like and the retreats that you're doing to fuse our communities together more and in the Zenikush spaces um, to activate that. I'm with that and I'm ready um, 
to get that popping. So it's whenever you're ready and however we can support you and what you're doing, just know um, that I'm here, that we're here. Thank you. That that means so much to me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And deeply appreciate mm-hmm. that. And for people that are listening that are coming to Costa Rica at the end of the year, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. Yes. We won't say yes. too much more because we're yeah. still waiting for confirmation, yeah, but, but like, it's hopefully coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Yeah. And yeah, Amelia is a rock star. So Amelia, yeah. I know you're listening to this. We love you so much. Thank you for all of your hard work and efforts and much your energy, love. girl. Yeah. So thank you so much, Absolutely. Lizzie. Beautiful. Bless. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, so much love. Beautiful. You're so beautiful, girl. Thank you. The energy is right. So is you yours. You got the plants. You got the, it's, it's right, yeah. girl. Thanks, girl. Thank you. Yeah. Much love. So, my loves, I hope that you loved that episode. If you did, please do share it on Instagram. I would love to see your story tags of you listening to the episode. We love to hear which episodes you guys have loved the most. Please also make sure that you leave us a juicy review on Apple, iTunes, or the podcast app because that means so much to me and it really helps this podcast spread far and wide. So thank you so much for listening. I love you. I hope your week is filled with love, sex, and magic, and I'll see you next time.